Hello, welcome to Love Food, Hate Money, show where we talk about how much we love food and we prove it by spending all of our money on it. I am going to be your host, Jonah. This is co-host Courtney. Hey. And today we're drinking something. What is it, Courtney? It's wine. Nice. <clears throat> oh, God. This is not a good start with my throat. <laughs> Are you getting sick? You better not be getting sick. I don't think so. Let me I... keep your sick breath over on that side of the room. Okay, I'll breathe to myself. <laughs> what are we drinking? Red wine. You got it right on the nose. Oh, you should guess. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so, so alcoholic. It tastes pretty good after that piece of chocolate I just ate. That's good. Red wine and chocolate can go together. Um, I don't know. It's, there's not a lot going on there. It's fine. This is Arizona Cabernet. Oh, it's hot. Spicy. Explain hot. What do you mean it's hot? It has a high alcohol content. I would have to get the bottle to find out, but I'm guessing it's like 15 to 16% ABV, which is pretty much as high as you can get on uh, wine before you're not. I don't even think it's considered <laughs> wine anymore. I think there's a <laughs> limit on the What does it become when it's not wine anymore? Bad. Oh. No, I mean, it can be wine. It's just not <laughs> normal still wine. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's warm. This is uh, Cove Mesa Cabernet Sauvignon 2020 from Carlson Creek Vineyard, I think. Where's that located? Carlson Creek Vineyard is in the Sonoita. No, Verde Valley AVA. Verde Valley. Because there are three AVAs in Arizona, and I'm pretty sure this one is, the vineyard is Northwest Cove Mesa's winemaking facility is in Wilcox, though, I want to say. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's not their vineyards. It's not not a state fruit. Mm. They bought the fruit and they made the wine. <laughs> nice. Well, it, it's fitting for today's topic. But before that, do you have any uh, updates, any news, anything you want to tell the folks? Um, I bought some cool ranch dippies. <laughs> Some Doritos Cool Ranch Dippies. Please stay tuned because I'm pretty excited to try that. That'll probably be something that we post just on the internet as a quick blurb, though, instead of a... Probably not episode worthy, but I took... I had to go get a loaf of bread for dinner tonight and took Jonah to the store with me. And he got all the snacky things. I got all sorts of good snacky things. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any food news or anything recently that's been good. We did see... um, Lipton hard iced tea. Well, that was new, yeah. At the store. I don't know how I feel about that still because I lip, I don't know. Lipton tea is already not. It's already not great. It's like, I guess it's fine. When do you think we're going to get Sorry, like, all the Lipton folks. Minute made hard lemonade. That's a good question. I still think we need to go to Walmart so I can try to find the hard sunny D. The hard D. <sighs> the hard D. Let me tell you. I don't think we really have any updates this week. I think we're still getting adjusted to life in our new place. Yeah, life, new place. We're settling in. Back to rifting on on Sundays. Rifting on Sundays is good. Everyone's invited. Yeah, if you guys are in Arizona. Arizona, I mean, I was thinking like the Metro Phoenix area. Because like if you're in like Sedona or Flagstaff or Uh, Yuma. If you're in Tucson, come on by on a Sunday. (laughs) It's the time. Every 
Sunday we go asterisk most of the most every Sunday. Almost, it's been almost every full Sunday. on Ron Burgundy. Fifty percent of the time it works every just, time. Just message us, but we go to the Rift in Scottsdale, and um, our friends Nona Urban Eatery are there with their little food truck and. They did chilaquiles for a while, and then they did sushi, and then today they did focaccia sandwiches that were delicious, and we bring our own orange juice, and we make mimosas. It's very wonderful. It's a great time, so if you're ever free at noon on a Sunday and you want to hang out, that's where to find us. Prime time. I also want to circle back to the wine, because I said that it just tastes like alcohol, and it, it it's just a fruit-driven Cabernet Sauvignon. I feel like it's worth revisiting that. Lots of black fruit. Like which fruits? Blackberries and plums and sour cherry. (laughs) Sour cherry would probably be a red fruit in the fruit families of wine. Unless it was a sour black cherry. Hawaiian punch. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's (laughs) Kool-Aid. So today we're just going to talk about um, something else that we did during the, uh, the flood era. Uh, the flood times. That was um, the wettest times. In the midst of living with family, we you had got tickets to go to the Arizona Wine Growers Festival. Yep. Um, At Steel Indian School Park. Which is, it ended up being like a really pretty day out. A little it was warm. A, it was a wonderful day. It was warm in the direct sunlight. I think it was only like 70 degrees, but standing in direct sunlight with a glass of wine in your hand made it seem hot. Yeah, um, they gave out awards for the year for yeah, they were all different categories. Yeah, Arizona Republic does a wine competition every year, and um, well, at least most years. I don't know if they did them during the pandemic or anything like that, but probably anyway, not. They might have awarded things, just probably didn't do the event. Yeah. So yeah, they did uh, an award, little or a blind tasting that. Uh, they brought in a panel of judges too and tasted because I helped volunteer at that event um, or at least at the, the tasting thing. I think there were probably about 500 different wines that were poured. They really tasted 500 wines. Yeah. They broke it apart. Holy crap. Yeah, every like group had a specific like, all right, you're focused on rosés and you're focused on this thing. And then uh, each panel would then like submit that to another thing and yeah it was a it was a lot of wine it was fun yeah and what was your role in that i just poured wine (laughs) did they let you open the wine or do you just get to pour the wine i I mean i had to open the wine fortunately arizona winemakers use a lot of stelvins which are the which is the the, little plasticky corks uh, no the it's the official name for the screw caps what a stoven? Stelvin. Stelvin? S-T-E-L-V-I-N. Stelvin. <laughs> like how you got to the end and you're like, wait. <laughs> huh. I mean, screw top is very convenient. It is. And I've only, I would say that I've never had any issues with wines with uh, the screw tops. But I actually had one the other day while I was at work where the full enclosure of the screw top itself, but the entire enclosure where the screw top attaches to the neck of the bottle was mm-hmm. loose. And so wine was leaking out of it at work. That was weird. Oh, that's super weird. Never seen it before. Is there like pros cons to like cork versus like Stelvins? Um, that gets argued back and forth quite a bit. 
I'm going to say that grand scheme of things, no. A lot of it's perception based. You heard it here, folks. I, I mean, there's people that will say that the cork bottle aging with a cork bottle is going to make the wine um, age differently than if it was a Stelvin enclosure. But that you're talking like a couple you're decades about to like notice. Cellaring wine. For yeah, a if long you're going to throw your Bordeaux in the cellar for 30 years and then come back to it, uh, that cork enclosure versus a a screw cap might make a difference, but also you're not getting uh, much, if any, Bordeaux with Stelvin enclosures. So <laughs> that's just not r- how they do it. <laughs> real hard to have a, a frame of reference. Ooh. So yeah, so that was cool. So you went to, and volunteered at that event, and they are the way they thanked you. What you went and volunteered at that event? Yeah, but you made a weird series of sounds. I don't think it was English. <laughs> it sounded like halfway between English and French. Well, that, that is how I speak now. Um, they gave you the tickets, so we got to go to this event. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was a fun volunteer opportunity. Got to interact with some cool people in the local wine industry and people, a couple people that I knew. I was asked to work it because of someone that I got a connection with, so that was nice to uh, go see them. And then we got the as a kickback, we got to take home some of the wines, and we got some. To- some wines yeah do you want to talk about how many bottles of wine we had open at one time in our home uh let's see i think there's pictures of it didn't you post pictures of it on yeah the it was like 30 something bottles of wine well i brought well no i was gifted the six that were unopened and then there was 24 open bottles so i brought two cases of open that was good plus what we already had at home which was like two or three bottles because i had just had some leftover from events at another job <laughs> Perks of the industry, folks. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, so we went to this event. Um, I feel like my only frame of reference for that type of event was like the cocktail weekend, which we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we'd never been to any of like the big beer festivals or anything locally, mm-hmm. so it's we're not. Mm, we don't freak with the alcohol um, festival circuit. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> well, oh, now it's part sweet of, boy! Now part of it's part of our job. Yes. So yep. we have to. Yeah, the, for science. So if you work any of those festivals, you have to invite us. It's the rules. For science. <laughs> um, I thought it was really cool. You walked in and they gave you um, a little like a cheap plastic, plastic glass. It wasn't a glass. It was plastic. It was a like a plastic, plastic wine cup. vessel. But it had the branding for the event on it. And you went around. You got tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike other events, they were like very serious about taking your tickets. Yeah, there had to be a financial <laughs> kickback on those tickets because they were people were like, no, take You're it like, now. Give me your ticket. Um, so I want to say you got like 10 with admission or eight. I think it was might have been eight. Eight. Um, and then we got another. Then you bought some extra ones because you wanted to try some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but then we kind of went around. We got to look at all of the cool setups and the, all the local wineries, which is I didn't realize there were a so many. A couple of the local wineries. Asterisk. There's uh, there's more see. than that. I think right now there's a hundred. I'd have to look it up. I think there's 110 bonded wineries in Arizona right now. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, there's it's definitely over 100 
last time that I looked over. But would you a couple say there was ago. like maybe twelve or fifteen there for the event? I, I think there were thirty at the event. I feel like there were thirty tens at the event. I don't feel like there was that many wineries. Mm. I could be wrong, but we'll have to roll, go back. We'll have to get our crack research team going. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a, a good amount of wineries. A lot of the, I think there was only maybe. Two or three notable ones missing. Because, mm. like, I don't think Sand Reckoner was there. And they make pretty good wine. Or have made pretty good wine, at least in my experience. Um, I don't remember seeing Pillsbury there. Were they there? I, uh, I don't think they were there, but I know they were mentioned. Yeah. Because I think they got an award or something. Yeah, I think one of the wines that they submitted meddled in something. But... That's another pretty well-established winery that wasn't there. But other than that, a lot of the a lot of the hits. We saw that lead singer from Tool. <laughs> yep. For a moment, he was there. He was there. We saw him. Good old Maynard, Maynard James Keenan. Big advocate for Arizona wine. Yeah. Partially as a crummy commercial for his own benefit, but also helps, helps the, the other, industry. other people in the industry out. So hard to fault him on that. That's what, more or less the one of the rumors on how Arizona wine started anyway. What's tell us the rumor we want to know. Um well, there's a soil scientist. I think his last name was Dutt. Worked at U of A and he had uh it was basically put together a research study of different cash crops that um Arizona could grow and wine grapes came up as one of them or he came up with wine as one of them but also he had the uh, the rumors that he had land already so he was like hey look it's going to work and then it kind of grew additionally from there oh that's the one of the one of the tales of the tape one of the the folklore on the Arizona wine industry <laughs> that and i think probably religion i'm sure that there were missions in Arizona that had mm. wine for sacrament before like Arizona wine as we know it happened. Right. Before Arizona, modern era. Yeah. Before, what would that be? B, B modern era. BME. <laughs> BME. BME. Um, before modern era. What I appreciated about this festival is that they also had like other local vendors. Like it wasn't just tasting wine. It was like, oh, you could buy handmade jewelry and soaps Journey. and hats. And, and smoked the best cheese. Damn cheese I've ever had in my life. Honestly, guys, the cheese was the best part of the festival. And I mean that in no offense to any of the winemakers. Your wine is great. But there until was a, there was until a lot of good wines man, we tried, but that that the man hands you a cracker with smoked cream cheese on it, you know, you just haven't lived. It was really good. I don't like cream cheese. I was kind of scared to taste it. And then he made eye contact with me and handed me that cracker and everything was different. Everything was different. We bought a whole container. I think we spent like $40 on cheese. And then I ate the whole container by myself for the most part because we didn't really <laughs> eat much of it. Um, and then they had a lot of food trucks, which was really fun. It was nice. I was warned that there had been times where that festival had taken place and they didn't really have that much food. So it was just a bunch of people warm and drunk. <laughs> um, so it was nice to have the food there as a reprieve. My brain wanted to say hot, drunk toddlers, but I don't think that means what I think it means. I think that is one way to get <laughs> the police involved well, with this podcast. Everybody is a Bad sexy baby, and I'm just a monster on a hill. So I have no idea what you're <laughs> referencing. <laughs> and I'm just going to let it lie. That's fine. I don't it's want not, to know it's either. Not, I don't it's think. It's not for you. 
and for whoever it's for, <laughs> I hope that you enjoy your free healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, my favorite thing that we had, other than the smoked cheese, as far as food goes, of the food, I was thought you were gonna say the other favorite thing you had was beer, and I was like, here's this episode <laughs> on Arizona wine. <laughs> this festival was incredible. There was cheese. There was soap. There was beer. Also wine, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> Not important. Um, I want to say it's pronounced like Laskiri, but it's a Nigerian food truck. And they had these like loaded fries. They were, were great. So spicy and delicious. Oh my God. That was great. It was also something that was kind of funny because wine festivals, you typically. It was just a bad food for a wine festival. It was delicious. And it's one of like there were I don't beer. care that it was bad for a wine festival. No, it was great. It was just <laughs> you had to like be strategic. And at that point, it's kind of like a make your own bed and lie in it thing. Because food like that, like if it, you, this wine and you had the, the oh, this current wine that we are drinking where I was like, yeah. it kind of the alcohol makes it feel a little unbalanced. Like it, I, it, I feel it as it goes down. Mm hmm. All the way. Oh in no, the I'm warm. Pit of my tummy. Oh yeah. Um, but if you had spicy food in that, it would literally just feel like a heartburn. But it was tasty, and we had it with. I think we had beer at that point. Yeah, we did get some beers because because we're intentional. That's <laughs> what they say about us. And they also, it was so funny because they were doing like what was it, maybe an ounce and a half pour of wine with your ticket? Would you say? Yeah, they, but they're probably ounce and a half. Maybe, yeah, ounce and a half. But the like, beer stalls were pouring full pours of beer. Full beers. So. You'll love to see it. Maybe we should go to a beer festival. The beer festivals, <laughs> I I mean. I don't think I could handle strong beer, though. I think I would get I don't think drunk. anybody can handle strong beer. I haven't seen people in the, af- the aftermath of that festival. <laughs> but um, what did you think overall? I mean, you are the one that actually knows anything about wine. I had fun because I just got to like run around and taste things and be like, well, oh, that's I think good. it's important that you, I, my opinion doesn't matter any more than anyone else's. It's one of those things where it's like, yep, this is what Arizona wine is. That was my cue to you to talk about the wine. Cause I didn't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> you're really good at talking about the beer and the cheese and the cheese. No, there were, I mean, a lot of good wines <gasps> and those cheese quesadilla things that we ate. What were those called? I think they were called cheese quesadillas. They were just like fried quesadillas. Fried quesadillas. Oh, my God. Guys. They were like cheesy empanadas, kind of. No, they remind me of arepas. Okay, well. They were so good. Okay, anyways, talk about the Tomato, wine. tomato. Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Actually, no. Is better that a jo- wine joke? Better, better joke would have been a Malbecker coat. Anyway. Yeah, um, why didn't you make the better joke? Because I'm not the better comedian. There was, I think... There were a couple standout wines. There was the, um, oh, Callaghan Vineyards. Was it a Petit Main Sang? Or was it, yeah, I think it was Petit Main Sang. 100% from Callaghan. That was really good. I think my favorite wine there, which was uh, surprising, and this might just be me growing as a person, but the uh, Cabernet Franc from Strive. That one was really tasty. It was delicious. It was pretty elegant for Arizona wine. Um, Arizona wines typically are pretty ripe and uh, you feel it, but it was a pretty like finessed Cabernet Franc. It was delicious. Um, 
We got to try the winning sparkling wine from Havelina Leap that tasted like sparkling wine. It was <laughs> it was good. Um, let's see. Went on the baby kissing tour, went over to Los Milich's and had some of the rosé. He's making better and better wines. So it was nice to see. Um, da, 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 da. You know, Stash, we had just done an event with them the week before. Yeah, that was that was fun. I got to see Brooke. To see Brooke. Brooke and Co. Mm-hmm. Um, her wines are all fun. She learned from Kent. But yeah, I mean, Arizona Wine is a real small community. Hunter Winery sounds like a lot, but grand scheme, not really considering they're all within a couple feet of each other. I think one of my favorite things about the event was that as you go to the tents, you realize that everybody who's working the booth is family because it's at its core, family it's businesses. agriculture, it's farming. And so everybody had name tags on that were working the booths and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, everybody's got the same last name. Like this is a family business. I thought that was really cool. And then I also thought that um, it was cute seeing all the winemakers go to each other's tents and like compare notes and like try each other's wines. Yeah. A lot of them are friends and it was, it's a. Uh... From my understanding, one of the uh, kinder wine communities, not <laughs> not as cutthroat as some can be. Really? Um, especially for newer up and coming industries or I say newer up and coming. It's been around since the 80s, realistically, as far as the modern era goes. But but weren't you saying like before we started recording, you were talking about how like um, like as it continues to develop and like the longer that the vines are in the ground and that kind of stuff, like the wine's going to develop and change. The yes wines, the age of the vines affect flavor. Um, just what vines are being planted affects things um, that there's a, there's <laughs> hundreds of factors that do that, but in an idealized world you've got the more experience that everyone has, the better farming practices for the climate and terroir, you're going to have consistently better wine over time um, is the goal. And it will be interesting to see how it continues to develop. And if we're getting more, I mean, you know, knock on wood, but with climate change, Arizona wine growing is going to continue to get more and more precarious. So, I mean, fortunately we don't have the wildfires that have ruined entire vintages and, California and things like that. I can't but imagine how stressful that would be. I taste it. It's funny. We've got um, a wine on our list right now. That's a 2020 from Napa Valley. Uh, that's really good. It wasn't the the fruit wasn't affected by the smoke at all. Um, and if it was, it was negligible. At least it's not apparent in bottle yet. And it's funny though because it's a pretty expensive pour of wine. And because it have to charge just to like. <laughs> well, not even that. Like it's that bottle by default. I think it's a couple hundred dollar bottle. We're pouring the actual like five or six ounce pours. I can't remember what the house pour is right now, but each glass is $55, I think. But we're oh pouring it by the glass. Gosh. And so it's, it was a funny point though, because we all got tasted on like a teeny tiny lick of it. And it was like, yeah, no, it, it's fine. And he, the seller uh, manager made a note over the psalm. He was like, hey, like, People are going to ask about it because 2020 kind of ruined Napa and <laughs> this winemaker is fully aware and he made the wine and it deemed it good to go. So we're not going to serve people absolute shit for shit's sake. I think winemaking is interesting solely from the standpoint of 
it's kind of a guessing game. Like you can follow all the steps and you put it all together and you let it sit and then you open it and it's like, all right, how do we do? <laughs> Hopefully it's good. I think that's fun in, in particular with uh, wine regions like Champagne because Champagne a lot of produces a lot of non-vintage and it pretty dramatically, um, I mean, you get a lot of people blending the wines themselves and it, you kind of have to try and create a consistent flavor profile for those non-vintages and all the champagnes that we know. So it's interesting over time to see how that develops. But yeah, Arizona wine is uh, continuing to grow. Lots of good people. I highly recommend going on wine tours. I like the Sonoita region so the most far. myself. So pretty down there. It's very pretty down there. Um, Dos Cabezas is probably one of the, my favorite wineries. Todd and Kelly Bostock have been doing good work for a long time. And they have good pizza. They have some of the best pizza in the state. It's really freaking good. Which is funny. Like, it's shockingly good. That was a fun trip. It was. You go get some pizza. You stay at the funny little inn with the cranky lady. Shout out, cranky lady. <laughs> uh, well, that poor lady was probably like, these kids are all here to drink wine. I'm yeah, and then she put me in charge. Hate my life. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, the alternative option that was in line in front of us was not. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? <laughs> Wasn't the right choice for that type of weekend. But um, any final thoughts on like the wine festival? I think everybody should come with us next year. Wine festival was really fun. It was fun to go taste everything. I still think the yeah, that Strive Cabernet Franc was delicious. Um, I had a couple of good wines from Maynard's Wineries, plural, I guess, because he's got Caduceus Cellars and Merkin Vineyards. And if you don't know what a Merkin is, look it up. Have fun. Google image search. Wink. Um, such a weird little man to. <laughs> I say little because he's truly, <laughs> like, I think he's 5'2. Um, so yeah, just not not shout out Maynard, <laughs> all the tool heads out there. Oh, who was I talking to? There was there was a guy at uh, rest, the restaurant, and he was bald, wore pretty like thick framed glasses, and was talking about Arizona wine. And I mentioned, uh, or he asked a question about tool and I or not tool about the wineries, and I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> it's a lead senior of tool, and he's like, yeah, I know, I. I love Tool. And I was just like, that's perfect. That is because you co- are cosplaying as him. And it is. <laughs> and it made me wonder if it was like, um, uh, how do you say when a causation, a co- a correlation oh, yes. or a causation. If you listen to Tool, do you just You embrace bald? the vibe. Or is it that, which came first, the baldness <laughs> or the Tool? Um... I think, I mean, the festival is fun. It's good to go around and just taste a little bit of everything. It was a beautiful day. It's nice that they do it in the spring. And a lot of these wineries have tasting rooms, too, like locally. So you don't have to drive out to the wineries. Yeah, there's a lot of of tasting rooms um, in Metro Phoenix area. I feel like there's a ton of them in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, it's, what, it's what the people want. It's what they... they <laughs> That's the mineral that they crave. They yearn for the grapes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a Merkin tasting room there. I, there. 
I think the Los Mulich tasting room might open in Old Town Scottsdale at some point. Allegedly, I think there's a plan for it. That's exciting. Um, who else is down there? There's a couple more of them, but I am not a, an encyclopedia, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts on the wine festival is that I didn't win any of the raffles. Um, oh, that was I, sad. There were some good raffles. I have a bone to pick over that. Yeah. I was really hoping for the two cases of the Dos Cabezas pink. That's probably the most iconic Arizona wine. Dos As Cabezas, it should be. Dos Cabezas uh, carbonated pink cans are... It's so good. And you guys, you drink one can and it's half a bottle of wine. And, and you feel it, And, and then Mr. you Krabs. feel it and it's... You're like, what did I just do to myself? They're really good. But it's so delicious. The carbonation does sort of affect the um, speed at which you feel it. Wink. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if there's any actual science behind drinking carbonated alcohol and how it metabolizes. If it actually affects... Yeah, this is a pseudoscience podcast now. (laughs) All right, everyone. So have you ever actually seen if the earth is round? With your own eyes. (laughs) Because if you haven't, I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go exploring for science. Thanks very much, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. This podcast is edited by John Watkins of Feather Fiction Studios. He also does our original music. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. We're on TikTok at Love Food Hate Money. You can send your hate emails over to hello at lovefoodhatemoney.com. And as we slowly get back into the swing of things, we have some stuff that we like to work on and some goals. Um, I know a couple people have heard the rumor that we're going to try to do video with the podcast. Um, and those are still just rumors. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big goal of mine to have that soonish. Question mark. So yeah, tell your friends and enemies about this podcast and uh, send me all of your hate mail. Send us your hate mail because give me fuel, give me fire, give me all that I desire. You not know that reference? Yes, I do, but I just can't. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. I made a mess.